Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. Coming off that song, let's uh, join me in prayer for a couple of things this morning. One or nation, but just if you're, let's pray for the body of Christ and how uh, just that sense of fear. I mean, it's palpable. There's no, you know, you can you preach a hundred sermons about it, but the the issue is. There's, Fear's rampant right now. Probably some of that's justified, some of it's not justified. It doesn't matter. You can pick it apart. Let's pray. Father, you sent Jesus to quell the fear in humankind. To take it away and replace it with hope. Lord, for all this morning first we we start small for all that are of the body of new day that are afraid or for the various reasons are uncomfortable lord we don't we lay no judgment on them we pray for their fears right now for their health for the things that they're going through for the things that are uh, wearing and weighing on their minds and their hearts we bless them with the presence of Jesus. We bless you, body of New Day, with the presence of Jesus, with the presence of the Holy Spirit, that he would gird you up, that he would strengthen you this day, that he would comfort you and be with you, that you would sense his presence, that you would not feel alone, that the fear of being alone would not be there in family members, in friendships, in all things. The fear of what's going on in the, the earth and society around us, that Jesus would just quench and quell your fears right now. For your God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And we speak the truth of Scripture over you. Lord, now to the body of Christ in Kansas City, we say the same for you. The Lord is with you. He is your hope and your strength. He is your future. He is your all in all. That the Spirit of Christ would dwell richly, richly in the body of Christ in Kansas City. We pray for Missouri and Kansas we ask that, Jesus, that your spirit would just rush over it, this area. That you would be that ever-present one. Lord, as we sang these songs, I want to declare, there is no entropy in you. You do not run down. You do not run out. You don't withhold. You don't stop. Your energy doesn't get depleted. You are constant. You are the constant that holds the universe together. And that very thing would dissipate the fear that's overwhelming. Lord, we pray for our nation, and in that, the body of Christ and all who dwell in it, the fear would be gone. And we pray this prayer, have mercy on us, O oh God. Have mercy on us as a nation. Have mercy, God. Lord, I ask that you would cause COVID-19 or whatever it's called. And Lord, I'm not good at being politically correct, but it doesn't matter. Would you put your finger on and wipe this thing out? Lord, the scripture says, can a nation be saved in a day? Yes. Yes, it can in God. Can a pestilence be wiped out in a moment of time? Yes, we've read the stories. 
We've seen it in our Bibles. Yes, it can. So we put our yes behind that and say, have mercy, oh God. Have mercy. Dry this thing up. Lord, I ask that rejoicing would be restored in the hearts of people. Instead of fear and animosity of looking at each other, I pray that the, for us right now that the smile of Jesus would be in our eyes. That everybody who looks at us would see Jesus. And we ask that, Lord, I ask for everybody in this room right now that that anointing would rest upon them. That people who come into contact, that the Spirit of Jesus would be prevalent. The testimony of Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Christ who has no entropy in him is in you. He is not running down or running out in you. He is filling and indwelling, overflowing. I pray right now for everybody's heart cup this morning, that it would overflow with the goodness of God. Overflowing. That's how you like to talk about it. He said through the teachers, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. That's us. We declare that truth. We are overflowing with your presence. Lord, I want to thank you for this team of worshipers, the team who run the sound and the, all of that. We bless you in the name of Jesus for leading us. that you would invest your time back into us to lead us into Jesus and worship Him. We bless you in the name of Jesus. That your reward would be an even greater sense of the presence of God in your own lives. And we as this body thank you this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And be blessed in Jesus' name. Everybody in the room said, that wasn't loud enough. They need to hear it. There you go. Hi. Thank you. Let me do it correctly. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You know, I didn't grow up in traditional church, but there's some things about tradition I really like. And then there's a lot of bad things about tradition. But I just really, you see, the reason we hang on to those is nobody else gets to use those. That's our jargon. That's our, that's our language. We have certain words like, like people, people outside of God shouldn't get to use the word Hallelujah. That's our word. We should be familiar with those words, you know. Words like Hosanna. It's so common to us, but somebody else hears that and goes, why? You know. We, we have these words and we need to use it. Use them in your own life when you're in your home and everything. Just use it. Get familiar with them. Uh, they, they all deal with that. I love today's message because it's the stuff that God's taking me through. So you get the overflow of what God's taking me through. As we're looking at the issue of wisdom and uh, fear um, and really how to walk through all this stuff together. And boy, the Lord just snuck back up on me with the scriptures where I started. And he said, look at this. And I started thinking about time and time. And uh, so with being a little bit older, man, there's just so many. Uh, for Christians, there were so many memories that I felt from the past that I had to give up and get those memories out, you know, because you did something wrong. You wanted to get those memories out. And then the other day I was re-listening to some Van Morrison 
and not everybody's a big Van Morrison fan, and uh, I don't particularly care for his pop music, but his really intense life journey music I love. So he did a double set album or CD or whatever you want to call it. It was called Hymns to Silence. Has anybody ever listened to that? Anyway, it's a, it kind of, a lot of it's a story about his life, and he starts talking about being uh, a, a young lad who gets pulled into listening to the radio at night because there was nothing else to do. And so he's listening because he, growing up in Northern Ireland, he's listening to uh, radio from Europe. And he starts hearing rock music and the changing of the times and the changing of music. And he starts talking about how much it affected him. You know, and then I just started thinking about, you know, late at night, dropping my girlfriend off, probably smooched too much. Uh, was all excited as a young man driving home on a gravel road and the corn's growing and you can, if you grew up in Iowa, Paula will agree with it, you can smell the corn field at night, when it, even when it's, especially when it's humid. You got the windows rolled down and you're driving down a country road and it smells different. And then if you just stop the car and shut it off, you can actually hear the corn grow. No, you can't. It pops. It does a funny popping noise. And I just got to, why are you telling us this? It has to do with time. It has to do how we value things. And I can remember shutting, I had this nasty old 58 Ford that had, you know, the cancer mice had eaten all around the wheel wells. And uh, that's called body rust. You know, it was, it was held together with baling wire and chewing gum. But it was mine. I bought it for $100. You know, had one wheel that was completely out of balance. So if you went over 55, the vehicle did this. But just stopping and shutting the car off. Windows are down. The air smells different. The crickets are going and the fireflies are blinking. You can't help but wonder... There's surely a God in heaven. And there's hope for a future. It's not wrong to go back to those times when you're afraid and reassure yourself of things that are natural, supernaturally. Does that make sense? And those are quality times and those are good things in your life. These songs this morning, all the good that God's done in your life and the way he's restored you. Wow. What a journey. What a way to spend a few minutes in the evening before you go to sleep. I want to talk to you this morning about redeeming time. This is what Colossians 4, and this is where we started with this whole thing about how to walk in wisdom back in June. I, don't, I think we're doing it. Listen to this scripture again. Walk in wisdom towards those who are, on the outside, who are outside. Let's say the outside. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Ephesians 5.15 said, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are... Are we in some evil times? Could it get a lot worse? Yeah, but I don't want to dismiss This feels icky evil, like uh, stinky evil. It's interesting, if you look what's up above uh, in Ephesians 5 and put it in context, Paul's speaking to this church who's going through probably worse than what we are right now. For you were once darkness, he reminds them.
For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Speaking of you. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Doesn't say you will become light. Doesn't say you'll shine as lights. You're what? You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Too many secrets being told. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now, they're already alive. He says, arise from the dead. Get away from dead things. Get away from dead things. Leave them alone. Dead things are dead. They smell terrible. Can't think of anything worse than a dead skunk in the middle of the road. It's dead. It stinks. Well, in looking at this, then and the and the admonition to redeem time. How do you do that? So that's how I got here. I went. Wait a minute. What is this? so? I, I had to pull at it, and I want to pull at it, and I want to pull you through it with me. I want to pull you through it with me this morning about redeeming time because I think most of us know it's another one of those church language words: redemption, the redeemed. And we all have had teachings about, well, it means buyback. But it's really interesting because as a transitive verb, and especially this verb and what it means, it has, like all words, multiple meanings. So redeem means much more than you purchasing back the time. You know, how do you do that anyway? Well, you do it this way. Listen to this. One of the meanings is to redeem means to free from what distresses or harms. To bring freedom to what is distressing you. To free from captivity of payment. Uh, Here's another big word for it. Extricate. I mean, get it, pull it out of there. Get it away from it to something that is detrimental, that is hurting. It's talking about redeeming your time means to take your time and pull it out of the stuff that's hurting it, that's pulling on it, that's making it be wasteful, that's making it not work, that's not being used effectively. Here's one. To release it from blame or debt. To free from the consequences of sin. Another meaning is to change or reform it to make it better. We sing the song, better. Better promises. It means to repair and restore. So when it's talking about redeeming time, it means to treasure it, to value it, uh, to make it useful in such a way that it retrieves things in your life. The good things that God has done. So when I think of this, I think about worship. When we worship, we're attributing to God things about him that are worthy of him. When we sang those things this morning, that's a way of redeeming time. Of of getting it back into our lives because it refocuses you. So the idea of redeeming time says, ah, the days are evil. Refocus your attention. On what you're giving your time to. Now, then you got to look at the idea of time. What's he talking about here? Well, the Greek word here is kairos, not chronos. So chronos. That's chronos. 
every second that's tipping away. But the word here isn't chronos. It's not chronology. It's not hooked to your timekeeper in the seconds that tick away of the beating heart. But it's the word kairos, which includes chronos. But it really means a special time, a season, an opportunity, uh, a time that is set apart. Uh, We were born for such a time as this. And the time word there is kairos. A kairos times means that which is appointed of God. That he doesn't measure time the way we think. We do. Now remember, in your understanding of the attributes of God, God is not restricted by time. God is both beginning and end. Many theologians who I agree with would say that God is uh, outside of time but operates in time. He, He intersected. You think of what the cross did. That's why you can't look at the cross as happening 2,000 years ago. The cross happens now, daily. All the time. Because it intersected time. There was a chosen, a kairos time when Christ came. There was a time when Christ walked on the earth. There was a time when Christ died to the earth. There was a time when Christ was lifted up between earth and heaven on a piece of wood. There was a time, a chosen time, when he rose from the dead. There was a chosen time when he ascended. There is a chosen time when he said he would return. There is a chosen time. Most of the time, people get that mixed up and get it wrong. So the idea of kairos also does this. It has this adjective with it. The proper time. Which means an opportunity. uh, Something that happens only then in chronos. But you recognize it and that's what makes it kairos. And that's why he says, look, the days are evil. Redeem the time. Because days are evil right now. You can recognize it. These are are scary things. It's time to speak to our children and our grandchildren about all of this. If the days are grievous, harmful, lewd, malicious, wicked, then what our relationships and how we operate with other people needs to be the opposite. That's one of the ways that we redeem it. And we sp- instead of speaking death over these things, we speak life into them. Well, you're talking about just being positive, just being an optimist. And you're just the eternal. No, I'm not. I have hope in God. And I'm recognizing the times that I live in and going, this is an opportunity for me to start getting into agreement with what God's doing on the earth. But I don't know what he's doing. Then it is time to find out because actually God hasn't changed. What was the eternal purpose in Christ? To make himself known. To make himself known to you and I. To each of our hearts and to those around us. Jesus came as a manifestation of who the Father was. Did, was Jesus a good teacher? Yes. Did Jesus come to die for us? Yes, that we might be redeemed unto the Father. Jesus came to tell us who the Father was. Father is actually the Christian name for God. If you will look in the Old Covenant, there is no place except symbolically and prophetically that he's called Father. That happened when Jesus came. How to pray? Okay, our Father. That's why they wanted to kill him. It violated their call to worship. 
Behold, the Lord our God is one. If you're calling him Father, that means there's more than one. The, you know, and they, shh. We are designed to have Christ manifest in us now. One, to redeem the time to drive the fear out of our own life, but that we're living differently and that we've given our time to something that's really important. Each one of you, your time counts. Your, li your life breath counts. It has meaning. If it has meaning, then the question is, for what? Christ in me, the hope of glory. So then you have to go to, well, let's go back to the other, the Kronos thing. What are we? This is where I got caught. This is with the Lord. He's so kind. He's so sweet. Because I went, man, these are tough times and I do want to walk in wisdom. And he just gently took me to Hebrews 12 and says, what are you giving your time to? Because of all things, I will tell you this, we're only allotted a certain number of days. There's one thing that is very explicit in the word of God. God knows the time of your birth and he knows the time of your going home. So in the past two months, I've had not near death experiences, but sure scary ones. And I had one again this just this past week. I'm going down the freeway on my motorcycle, and I didn't even tell Brenda the details of this. I finally worked up the courage to tell her last night because I was pretty sure she was going to say, oh, get rid of that bike. So it wasn't about the bike. It was about time. So I'm coming up on the right-hand lane, and an 18-wheeler's going down the center lane, and I'm over in Kansas, so I'm booking it because they have a little bit higher speed limit. And I'm going to go around him, and he swerves. And the reason he swerves is somebody else lost one of those extension ladders off the top of their work truck, and he hit it, and it came flying up in the air. And it was just like time stood still for me. And I just went, and I'm going, oh, this is it, baby. But I somehow swerved, and the thing went over top of me and bounced down the road. I don't mean a, like a six-foot extension ladder. I'm talking about one of those 24 or 28-foot work, heavy-duty. And I went, huh? that was worse. That was worse than the tree falling up in Iowa. It was all designed to produce. I just went, I trust you. That's the first stuff that started with, as I'm going back down the road going, you know, and it's just, it's funny, but time gets contracted when things like that happen. And it slows down. Maybe not Kronos, but Kairos, it slowed down for me. I just went, you know my times. And that's when I felt like he spoke to me and said, use it wisely. So I got taken to Hebrews 12. I want you to hear this in a different way than what would normally be preached, but thinking about redeeming time. There's this admonition. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. I used to think that meant something very different. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. And then... Uh, and then Brenda read Jesus Calling. And sometimes Jesus Calling gets a little bit 
over the top for me. I don't know, maybe that's the wrong way to put it. So I just want to give it and rally. And then other times God uses it. Holy Spirit will use the daily Jesus calling thing to just zero in and just mess you up really good. I tell you what, for a believer who knows all the Christian language, getting up messed up really good is a wonderful place. Because you know that God's intersecting your time. So it said this, Relax in my healing, holy presence. Allow me to transform you through this time alone with me. And when I heard that, I went, Hello, Jesus calling. Pay attention, Lloyd, answer the phone. As your thoughts center more and more on me, trust displaces fear and worry. Your mind is somewhat like a seesaw. As your trust in me goes up, fear and worry automatically go down. Time spent with me not only increases your trust, it also helps you discern what is important and what is not. Energy and time are precious, limited entities. Therefore, you need to use them wisely, focusing on what is truly important as you walk close to me, saturating your mind with scripture, I will show you how to spend your time and energy. That's called redeeming the time. This isn't, this, don't, please, I'm, I'm such a grace guy. This isn't, are you okay with God? Make sure your relationship, you're fine with God. Pay attention to the time. This isn't about your eternal are you okay with Jesus? Is he going to judge you? And say, no, stop. That's fear. That's fear. You're, you're afraid. Instead, draw close to God. Hebrews 12 isn't about sin or not sin. Hebrews 12 is about don't be like that. Don't. Uh, Esau, the reason he called, he's a profane person is not because he cussed all the time. It's because he didn't value life and the time that was given him. That's what it meant, why he was profane. He didn't give it the importance that it needed to have. So three things. That I got. You may get another, a different three things, but I want you to hear the ones I got. It says, spending quality and effective prayer time with Jesus. I went, I don't want to just like pray for the nation and pray for Donald Trump and pray for this and pray for that. I don't want to just do that. Spend effective time in singing those songs. That's all part of prayer. Prayer is your communication with God. And if it doesn't include worship, you're not communicating effectively. That's the one thing that God asks of us is worship. Why? Because it changes us and our perspective, and our time. It changes who we are. So prayer, it's not like worship and prayer. Prayer is worship. Worship is prayer. It's communicating. And it's really important. Y'all need to sing some old songs and drive down a country road. And listen to God grow in your life. And the husks of the corn that are around you start expanding and you can hear it and smell it. And changes you. What's that old song that brought you to faith? You can remember the days in Tucson and sitting in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot or a Denny's with Bob Faulkner. We were just two, two young men in an old pickup truck. He says, you got to hear this. And it was Jenny. And we'll get to the end of the song. And Bob had all these weird idiosyncrasies. And he'd go. <laughs> As the song would fade out. It sticks with me. And tears rolled down his face. 
He said, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. He got me. I owe it all to him. How are you going to live your life? Just the way they're telling us to. We talk about the teaching we have. And then we go preach to Brenda. She gets saved almost every Monday night. Quality and effective prayer time. Instead of listening to and researching what the news and media are saying, spending the time addressing those things to the Lord. Listen to Hebrews 12, 12 again. Strengthen the hands which hang down. It's speaking, you know, it's actually, we do it for worship, but actually the prayer position then was with your hands lifted up. So if your hands, strengthen them, lift them up. The feeble knees was about worship. They actually, the worship, they bent down. <laughs> we do it the opposite today. Make straight paths for your feet. That means find a clear way through things. Find the truth and walk in it. I want all the dislocated places in me, this places got banged by life. I want them to be healed. And when I do this, healing starts to flow. Pursue peace with all people in holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to be a peacemaker, and it starts in my own heart, spending time with God in prayer. You won't speak peace to others till you have peace in your own heart, and it's as simple as that. So here, the second was making sure that there's grace and abundance of grace in me towards others. I call that weed in the garden. I, I not only don't want to see anybody else fall short of the God, but when I'm doing that, it takes out these little weeds of bitterness in my own life, petty jealousies. They get taken away. Bitter envy, James speaks of. Getting that stuff out of my life. Even when, you know, I'm like you, there's certain people I've had to forgive the 70 times, 70 times, 70, and it still didn't always work. I still find it going, eh. Their name or their thought comes up into my head, and I go, eh. Well, you can weed the garden, and that means you pull that out when that comes up again. Well, it means it didn't take. Yes, it did. I don't know about you, but listen, what's the definition of a weed? Something that's growing someplace that it's not supposed to. A daffodil could be a weed if it ain't supposed to be there. Weed the garden. When the, when the ick thoughts come up when you're thinking about somebody from your past pull it out I don't want anything to do with that oh Lord Jesus let your holiness let your grace abound to them stop worrying about how much you've forgiven or not forgiven just say this Lord I bless them and let grace come into their lives in an abounding way and watch your own garden start flowing all of a sudden you're lush and people want to hear what you have to say and want to be around you don't pinpoint other people and what they did wrong. I don't want to be the pinpoint in somebody else's garden either. Hope this is making sense. Third one was this. Align your values and your time with kingdom perspective. This is a look at exactly what we're doing this morning. How you're spending your time in God. Where you focus your energy. Now, I, I'm going to, this doesn't have anything to do with eternity or me judging you, but y'all spend too much time on social media. How do you know that? Because I've been breaking free of it, and I understand, and I understand the desire and all that stuff, but it was making me apprehensive, a little paranoid. I felt like Google was following me, and they were. 
I would talk about something and ads would start showing up. I would like, and I'm like, listen, that screen will eat your life up. And you give way too much time for it. What instead could you do with that time? How could you redeem it? Now, I'm not saying don't check the headlines. I'm not saying live ostrich Christianity. But I don't care what the New York Post said, really. Because they don't say anything good. And I sure don't care what Taylor Swift has to say. And she's going to tell me what politics I have to have because she can sing good. Wrong! I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing old songs. I will sing. I start singing God's mercy. I don't care what Adam Levine has to say. Because I refuse to be like Esau. I don't want to disregard what I've been given. Let's go back to the... Here's Ephesians 5 again, but in three different versions. So bear with me with your time this morning. Just look at this. Phillips. Live life then with a due sense of responsibility. Not as men who do not know the meaning and purpose of life, but as those who do. You do. You do. You were selected to live in this time. God placed you here for this. Make the best use of your time despite all the difficulties of these days. This is the Weymouth translation. Therefore, be very careful how you live and act. Let it not be as unwise men, but as wise. Buy up your opportunities, for these are evil time. Purchase them. I'll show you what that means in just a second. I love the message. So watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. Says the old man from Montana. The old preacher man that's up in heaven now. What are we to do with the time invested in others? See, we never think about it this way. It takes time for friendship. It takes time to invest in somebody else's life. But it is so... I got, it was just like the Lord took a big uh, nail gun this morning for me through a couple of texts from some friends about all of this. And he just went, Lloyd, boom. Because they started telling me that their young son had gotten gripped by the Lord last night. They were looking in the Psalms, but the Psalms talked about David saying, take not your... The, the don't lift off your Holy Spirit from me and, you know, don't depart from me. And that's old covenant. And so the parent got to explain that. And, he's, and the young boy who's been sitting in church says, that's right, because Lloyd said Jesus wouldn't ever leave me. He wouldn't ever go away. <clears throat> Am I upset that we can't have children's ministry right now? Nope. Not if it means that the time God invested in the heart of a child who understands eternal security and that God will never abandon him no matter what happens. <laughs> Drive that nail in that two by four. There, that's settled. Listen, time is all you got. We could do lots of the, you know, I did it with a small group this morning. You know, it's, it's the old thing about where, what you put your value into. The rich man dies and go, you know, goes away. And people say, how much did he leave behind? All of it. 
can't take any of it with you into heaven, but I can take relationships. I can take what I've sown of the goodness of God into my family members, into my friendships, into people around me, to that little gal at Aldi. All counts. It's all storing up treasures in heaven. So each day has 86,400 seconds in it. If you were looking at it as a commodity, what you don't use, you can't get back. So if you consider it the bank of time, if you're not using it and investing it, you're not redeeming it. That's gone. You can't get it back. I can't get yesterday back, but I can take yesterday forward because I gave it to my grandchildren and loved on them the best they can. I'm taking it forward. I'm moving it into a different realm. Now, Brenda, maybe someday, this is me setting her up for a whammy. Someday, maybe she'll teach it again, but she coined this frame about relationships, about them being the currency of heaven. That they really count what you sow into with your time now over how you spend that time how important relationships account because they're eternal they won't stop you think I'm going to quit liking Dee Dee when I get to heaven I'm going to like her more but we have this together now and I can invest in it I can stop and take time and say how you doing what are you afraid of how's it going Man, you work in the health industry, are you okay? I can invest time. I can redeem that time and put it into somebody else. And when it's a child, you always win. When it's a child, you always win. So years ago, this was a card that was given to me by one of my former students. A hundred years from now, it will not matter what my bank account was, the sort of house I lived in, or to the kind of car I drove. But the world may be different because I was important in the life of a child. What we say to them counts. How I use that time. What you're saying to your kids now as they're going through this time, can be Kairos or it can be Kronos. It can be a chosen time to invest wisely into their lives, to speak truth, to speak kindness, to speak the eternity of God. With our family members, it goes beyond kids, what we say to each other. You gotta go back to school pretty soon. God's going to be with you. You're going to have opportunities that are just absolutely incredible to speak to a child. Sowing seeds instead of pulling up roots of bitterness. Planting flowers instead of weeds. Sowing into each other's lives. We do it when we sing, right? worship when I hear you singing it does something inside of my heart I sure wish I could sing better but you know what God's given you <laughs> he's given you to me as a gift so I can hear you singing man there's a couple people behind me you have just awesome voices now if your voice is like mine you don't want to ruin somebody else's experience <laughs> no he just, just sing quieter Nah, I was singing pretty loud, even in my gravelly voice. Oh man, you guys, Cal, John, you have such beautiful voices. Sing, sing your hearts out. And leave all the other stuff that doesn't mean anything behind. 
When you do that for us, I gain time. I gain perspective. When you sow the relationship, stop all you're doing and have a meaningful relational talk with somebody else. Get up 10 minutes earlier in the morning and talk with your person that's around you. If it's a kid, a kid. If it's an adult, an adult. Talk to them. And if not, ask God for divine time intervention opportunities where you can share with somebody else. Set yourself up for this time. You were made for this time. This time's really important. You're here for something very, very, very specific. And I know that you would give anything because if you said the right thing at the right time to somebody else and they turn their heart over to the eternal Jesus. You don't use it as a spiritual notch on your belt. You're using your time wisely. You won't speak good things if you haven't prayed good things. Pray good things that no one would fall short of the grace of God. So the very politicians you hate, what should you pray for them? Redemption in Christ. That God would bless them abundantly with grace. No, you, I'm sick to death of identity politics. They're nasty to each other. La, 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 not listening. Instead, I'm hearing heaven. This corn's growing. Read this passage of Hebrews to yourself this week. Don't be a profane person. Don't live life lightly. You are meant to be here. You know how many people are suffering with depression, fear, and even suicidal thoughts right now? So be light in the Lord. Wake up. Wake up. There's darkness out there. He says, wake up and let your light shine, for Christ has come. Shine, baby. Shine. I don't know why I tease Chad Kennedy with this. Shine on, you crazy diamond. It's an old Pink Floyd song, you know. But it's him. He's a crazy diamond. Have you ever spent any time talking to Chad? Man, the light comes into him and goes out in 12 different refracted ways. And you go, what? See, shine on. Shine. Shine. Come on and shine. That's what the Lord would say to you this morning. Come on, baby, shine. Brighten up. Lighten up. Shine. You are meant, you're here on the earth for me. Shine. Don't let bitterness eat up your heart. Envy? You didn't get to do something you thought you should get to do? Let it go. Shine. 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 Yeah, I'm telling you, the Lord wants you to hear this. Shine. You think you have no worth. Shine. Shine light in the Lord, in all that you do, where you're working at. Shine. In beauty. Rise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So God, we receive that right now. Young and old. In this time, I will let my light shine. In this time, I will be light in the Lord. In this time where things are dark and ugly and icky, I'm going to shine because you're in me. I can shine for you beyond politics. I can shine for you beyond pestilence. I can shine for you. So I receive your anointing to be light in the Lord. And I will do what the scripture says. I will walk as a child of light. And I will rejoice. For your word says that the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. More light.
more light ahead of me, to the side of me, behind me, what's around me. I will be light in the Lord. I will no longer hide myself under a basket. I will shine. And I won't let the weeds grow up and cover it out. I will shine. In Jesus' name. I'm going to sing a song. It's a song I wrote about two weeks ago. I don't write a lot of songs. This was kind of an inspiration, but it's dead on with what you've been talking about here. So I will need everybody's help to clap your hands because it's, it might be a train wreck because I'm still learning this on myself, but it's really simple. I want you to just do this when I cue you. Okay. Let's practice it. Go. Very good. Screaming on the left, the screaming on the right keeps you down all day, keeps you up at night as this crazy world spins round and round and round. A nasty little bug to the world with fright keeps you down all day, keeps you up at night. All you wanna do is bring it down, but I'm still on the on me there's some coming on and you can't see if you want the truth that'll set you free turn away from it all and keep your eyes on me how much longer can you carry that weight it'll break your back and you can't see straight as this crazy world turns round and round and round My burden is light If you up all day and help you sleep at night In a holy peace and in a perfect love But I'm still on the throne I still wear a crown Hey, hey, eyes on me There's more going on than you can see away from it all. Hey, hey, eyes on me. My word still stands and my love is free. I prayed it out for all to see. Come away from it all. Keep your eyes on me. that I love you Don't forget that I care Realize I indwell you And in troubled times I'm right there yeah. Hey, hey, eyes on me There's more going on that you can't see if you want the truth that'll set you free turn away from it all hey hey eyes on me this last bit of love and a love is free i laid it out for all to see come away from it all keep your eyes on me your eyes on me Keep your eyes on me. That is the heart of an old rocker. I love it. That was good. We put our eyes on you. We put our eyes on you. We redeem the time and put our eyes on you. Let our hearts rejoice that we get to do this.
We put our eyes on you. You're still on a throne. You still wear the crown. You're the one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless us and keep us. Make your face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. Today, in this time, lift up your countenance upon us and give us peace. And we receive it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.